Hey everyone, it's Nox Phoenix here. Just wanted to give a quick update. Still working very hard on getting the special RLCS Season 7 Edition episode out. While that is going through, we didn't want to leave the feed completely blank. So here is the first episode of my new podcast starring myself and Marl Fox. That is a general gaming podcast called Player Inputs. Uh, so enjoy the episode. If you like it and would like to subscribe, you can search for it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if it's not showing up immediately, that's just because iTunes has not quite approved it to be on the store. But you can also import the feed directly to any podcasting app that you use. And you can find the feed on our website, playerinputs.com. Uh, all right. Enjoy the episode and hope you like it. a gaming podcast, and the world's first podcast that can fit in a can. I'm Knox Phoenix. And I'm Merle Fox. Hey, we should mention why we just used weird names, because those are our birth names. We should bring that up. What's weird about that? I mean, my birth certificate says Merle Fox. <laughs> it's all about that branding, isn't it? And yeah. <laughs> with a name like Knox Phoenix, when, my, when I was born, my mother had a, a clear set goal for what she wanted me to be. And that was a secret agent with the code name of Knox Phoenix. And boy, have I disappointed her. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right. So let's talk, let's, let's talk about what this podcast is. All right. Because this is new. We, we, need to, we need to set a good impression. First impressions are everything. Um, what is player inputs? Mm, it is a podcast. That's a good start, right? If we're, yes, that's a good start. Maybe. All right. Well, what brought you and I together is video games. It's true. In fact, you and I have actually never met in person, and I would consider you one of my best friends in life. Uh, jo- I'm dropping that on you on the spot. So, thoughts? Feelings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, video games is how we got connected, and then we have talked so much about video games that we said we might as well freaking record it and give it to the world in a little gift wrapped basket called a podcast. Uh, but this isn't your everyday gaming podcast, right? This isn't the eight, the IGN like walkthrough strategy guide. You know, this isn't 10, this isn't the 10 best Buzzfeed video game articles. I'm doing that. <laughs> We're nowhere near that I've, organized. We're unoriginal. Hang on, is BuzzFeed organized? I mean, someone, you, someone's gotta have. I, I think, I think you could say it's an organizational system. Like, if you have a bunch of topics on a board and you just kind of throw a dart and then you make a top ten out of it, I think that that could be classified as an organizational system. I what I want in life is for this podcast to have more of a purpose than the guy who calls all the shots at BuzzFeed, because we all know that there's some dude who sits behind a desk that listens to pitches from their journalists and just says yes. <laughs> hey, boss, I got an idea, all right? We should write a quiz that lets people figure out what type of mailbox they are. I love it. Run with it. I want, I want it on the site by tonight. It's an important service, man. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about who we are, because... 
if you want to listen to us talk about video games, it matters who we are. Um, so I'm Knox Phoenix. Uh, I feel like I'm at an AA meeting now because I just introduced myself again. Hi, Knox. <laughs> You're safe here. Uh, I've been playing video games since I, since my little tiny greasy hands could grip a controller. Uh, you know, I was a Nintendo boy my whole life because that was, you know, the consumer entry into video games. But then I turned quickly into a serious, hardcore, try-hard uh, and and try to take a competitive. I even you know maybe was considered a professional Rocket League player for a little bit, but uh, that you know is basically my interaction with games. Now I just waste time and ignore my wife and play video games in my office in front of my computer screen. I think that's me. I think that's my bio. Pretty good. Pretty good. Moving up in life. <laughs> I'm gonna go change Twitter real fast. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, uh, for me, uh, I'm Marl Fox. Uh, I have also been playing games uh, since I was very little. I was not a Nintendo boy, per se. Uh, I got started on the Sega Genesis. And oh. uh, I was big big into Sega Genesis, Game Boy. Uh, I kind of found my way to Nintendo with like N64 and, and Game Boy and stuff. Um, my uh, family was actually really early adopters of PC, so I was playing the old DOS games and the floppy disks, Aces over the Pacific and Doom and everything. Uh, and then I've been playing pretty much ever since. I had my competitive stints in StarCraft 2 and uh, Call of Duty 1 and 2. Um, and I've been somewhat competitive in Rocket League. I didn't go as hard as, uh, as Mr. Knox here. Um, and I actually work <laughs> in the industry now. Uh, I moved that into uh, a career in QA, so I do... Uh, independent uh, QA at a third-party software testing company for games. I think it's going to be a recurring thing whenever we talk about a new game. For me, just to berate you with if it's your company that did the QA on it, and then yell at you for any bugs that exist in it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much what everyone does. Everyone blames QA. Yeah. Yo, why is, why is PUBG so broke? Homie, <laughs> yeah, this is directly my fault. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> having never touched the game, this is uh, this is something that I did. I believe it's broke because they didn't fix it. <laughs> what in have my you? Professional hang opinion. on. Have you actually logged into PUBG recently? I have not touched that game. I can't remember the last time I touched that game. Well, here's the funny thing: because a month and a half ago, if you logged in to the main screen of PUBG in the top right corner, there's a big hashtag fix PUBG and you click on it and it brings you to an online article which is a roadmap of them that starts off with a description saying fix PUBG has been an expression that we've heard throughout our community for a very long time now and something we don't want to be associated with so here's our roadmap for how to fix the game and then it was the next like eight months of like minor things that should have never really been broken in the first place what is the why I don't know why it feels like Instead of doing the roadmap, they could have just fixed the issues. <laughs> <laughs> but they spent more time on the roadmap than patching the bugs. Yeah, that that it's a very interesting development path they took with that game. I don't uh, know. So PUBG is a game that neither of us play. We should talk about games that we do play so that maybe there are some touch points that our audience can relate to. <laughs> maybe. What have you been up to? I have been playing a number of different things recently. Uh, the biggest one uh, was probably Warframe, uh, the new Fortuna uh, expansion 
Hunter Did you release, say new? You call? New, yes. How new can that be? Well, Fortuna, uh, that content drop was like a week ago, a week or two ago. Warframe is still doing content drops? Yeah. Oh, Warframe is like one of the most active free-to-play games out there. Like you do content all the time. It was like, hang on, it was about six, seven years ago when I got my first serious gaming rig. I, you know, obviously blew all my money on PCs or on my PC parts as we do of course and then had no money for games and so i looked up that ftp you know list Mm -hmm. found warframe then and was like okay cool this game's kind of chill and they're still doing content drops oh yeah it's come a long way man all right warframe is like it's got to be in the top top two or three best free-to-play games out there so good and fortuna is incredible if anyone has not seen this you need to look up Warframe uh, Lift Together, and you'll get the intro trailer to Fortuna with this amazing work, like workman kind of song uh, that they sing for it, and it will get stuck in your head. It has been stuck in my head since the first time I heard it, and it will not leave. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but I've been playing that a lot. Uh, that's a huge. They opened up a new, a huge new open world area. It's all icy and cool they gave you a a hoverboard that you can like do skateboard tricks on and stuff uh which they (laughs) didn't had no reason to do other than just to be super cool Uh, i I can tell you seem to know a lot about skateboard tricks uh i can tell you have a rich history in in doing skateboards uh, i am a uh a sick nasty skater as they say (laughs) fortuna the premise of this whole content is the uh you're fighting for the honor of a gigantic fish right you're you it's literally the battle cry Fortuna. So there are okay. We'll scratch that one. Sure. That's there a, is fishing. <laughs> there is fishing. I suppose you could yell Fortuna if you were doing some fishing. What do we cast, Fortuna? <laughs> no, it's it's great. It just brought a lot of content to the game, and it's got uh, it it's kind of you're you're in a debt internment colony, and there's all these uh, people that are having like limbs and stuff repossessed for their debts and it's it's this really really crazy wild alien world that you get to go out and just kind of explore and and mine and progress through the story and, and all this kind of stuff so uh that's been a lot of you fun as a character end up in a debt internment or like you visit people are. Okay. um yeah you, you end up traveling to it and then you kind of get roped into the politics of it and you start kind of helping out uh, with, people joke that they really wish video games were real but i'm gonna be honest i i'm glad they're not because of all of the places i would end up it would be the debt internment because of my (laughs) amazon spending habits on the plus side you'd get to sing a really cool song though (laughs) so it's not all bad you know sure you lose a limb here or there you become a little more robotic but you get to sing a really cool song so i mean it's fair trade i think I could um, use some robot hands. I would certainly yeah, have better man. reaction times in my gaming. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really cool uh it's a really cool concept though. So, if you if you haven't checked out Warframe in a while, uh, or if you are playing and just didn't know about it, like definitely check it out. It's it's super cool. It's a really good time to get get into Warframe now uh for for new players. And how much did they pay you to say that? <laughs> None. <laughs> But they are a Canadian developer, which is pretty awesome. That's right. I forgot. They're F2P free to plug. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, if someone wants to throw some money my way, I'm totally open to that. <laughs> Just saying. We'll send him a bill. We'll send Warframe a bill. <laughs> Please hire me, DE. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, I've been playing uh, the new Pokemon game came out today. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, depending on which one you got. I'm a huge fan of the Pokemon franchise. I saw that there were new games coming out, mm-hmm. and I kind of saw that they connected in some way with Pokemon Go, which I wasn't the hugest fan of, so I kind of have ignored them. How yes. much do these relate to like the older sort of RPG-style games? So it's it's kind of a hybrid. Um, so the, the idea of um, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, and Eevee, it's not a main series entry. So the, the new main series Pokemon is still coming... Um, later in the next year or two okay. um, so this is more of a this is meant more as a casual kind of entry point uh, to, to kind of ease people into the main series I think kind of capitalizing off of Pokemon Go's success a lot of people trying to jump on that Pokemon train because you know they weren't really getting yeah. enough passengers <laughs> I know right it's a relatively unknown uh, <laughs> unknown series but uh, what they've what they've actually done which may not be super well known is it's actually a uh, a sort of remake slash reimagining of Pokemon Yellow, um, but mm. they've made it. Uh, random battles are instead a like Pokemon Go style mini game of just like timing and chucking your Pokeballs to to try and hit the Pokemon and get them captured. Oh, uh, and no then, moves. Then in the trainer battles is when you get back into the typical Pokemon style where you're fighting other Pokemon using all your moves, all that kind of stuff. So you're the traditional okay. Pokemon. Um, it just takes the random battles, it takes the actual battle part out of it, and it, it creates this minigame of trying to actually hit the Pokemon with the Pokeball. So it is RPG-esque? It is. You still kind of move your way through the, the game just as you would in a normal Pokemon game, and you still fight the trainers and, you know, eventually go to the Elite Four and everything. I watched, like, 30 seconds of gameplay, and I, like, got the impression that it might have been, like, a Pokemon Tamagotchi, and I, was, and I checked out yeah. right fast. They have, um... Yeah, they've kind of taken they've taken like elements of Pokemon Go, and and there is kind of a little bit of crossover where you can like, if you have a Pokemon Go account, you can like send Pokemon you've captured in the game to your Pokemon Go, or vice versa. I think, um, so they have like some some crossover there if you want to, uh, but there it is still. I mean, it's very it's not a particularly hard game. Like they've definitely made it a very casual, like not too difficult kind of romp through what was Pokemon Yellow, uh, okay. around the Kanto region and everything. So it's more of a it's a good entry point for new people, um, especially like younger players that haven't really tried the games. Uh, but it's also pretty fun for Pokemon fans. There's fun things to do. You get to see the Pokemon wandering around, and you can like there. One neat feature uh, for the fans is that the Pokemon are all designed to scale now. So you know if you have an Onix that comes out, it's actually like full sized Onix, and you can like ride on top of its he- head and everything. That's dope. Yeah, so that's that's been really cool. And instead of uh, random encounters where you just kind of walk through the tall grass and suddenly you're in a battle, uh, the Pokemon actually appear on the map. Like you you can see them running around and then walk into them to start your encounters. So that really makes everything feel a little bit more alive. Uh, it's really cool to such a small that's change, nifty. but it makes like a really big difference. To just kind of see like, oh, there's you know there's the Charmander, there's a, an Onix or something. I want to go catch that. So it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a charming game. It's not, like I said, it's not, it's pretty casual. You know, it's, it's fairly easy. It's just something to kind of relax and have fun with. And you can, uh, whichever Pokemon you chose, uh, whichever version for your Pikachu or your Eevee gives you your Pokemon Yellow style companion that doesn't go into Pokeball and just kind of like 
chills with you and runs around on your like hangs out on your shoulder and stuff and runs around with you. Uh, you can get like little clothing and stuff to dress them up with. Oh, and change that's their just adorable. I yeah. do have to bring up that I am uh, uh, extremely opposed to the Pokemon franchise and their endorsement of animal cruelty. In what way? So, well, they fight each other. You, 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 hang on. If I, you, if I were to go outside and trap a squirrel and a raccoon and then just make them duel it out in a ring until one of them was either dead or knocked out, <laughs> I would, I'm sorry, I'd get locked up. Well, in the Pokemon world, apparently they like fighting. Okay. And they never die, they, <laughs> they faint. And then they go well, back into their luxurious, apparently it's very nice in Pokeballs. Supposedly it's, it's a very nice, luxurious little area for yeah, them. I'm sure it is, so because I really like small confined they enjoy, spaces. They enjoy fighting. You know, it, I think it's more a question about consent, if I can go there, because there are times well, when, you know, you know the po- I'm the Pokemon certain- sometimes don't listen to their trainers. They, they are choosing to follow commands. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not really trainer v. Pokemon consent, but more pokey pokey consent where I'm pretty sure that there are some Rattatas you come out into the wild that just don't want to chase just don't want to go after that you know level 80 char that you got going on well then they shouldn't have jumped you from the tall grass (laughs) right they had this coming (laughs) I don't don't know if you've seen Rattata but they're rodents right I'm not Uh too opposed singeing the rodents We hang on. Stop the podcast. Wait, Ratata. Is it not Ratata? No, wait, I'm sure hang it's Ratata. We have to. This. Oh no. Oh no. Uh oh. That. Uh oh. That's. Hang on. You let us know on Twitter <laughs> if it's <laughs> if it's Ratata or Ratata because I have, have fun uh, spelling that out to to say which one. Yeah. Which one you're emphasizing? Just put like an arrow emoji, like. Left if it's Rattata, and right if it's Rattata, because that's where the emphasis is on the word. Or just write it exactly the same both times. <laughs> I prefer... <laughs> uh, okay. It's written normally, I'll assume that you're saying that I'm right. <laughs> Wait, no, that doesn't work. Hang on. Sure it does. Moving on. What have you been playing? Well... Uh, I have a pretty, like, there's so many games that I keep up with in my active, my active library, you know, uh, so many genres that I really enjoy, uh, pretty much any game that has rocket powered cars and a soccer theme is, is what I go towards. It's a so, lot of games. There's so many. <laughs> so many. No, I Rocket League main. Um, so it doesn't mean that I don't play other games, but that's the biggest thing that I play. I, I probably still put in about 25 hours a week on Rocket League, but, uh, I did travel to Vegas recently for the Rocket League championship series. And of course, travel time means that I get to whip out the old switch. And when I did, uh, I, you know, just browsed the recent releases and found Battle Chasers Night War, which is a JRPG, mm-hmm. uh, style sort of game, um, that, uh, was at first, uh, the let me tell you, let me talk about the little mini game that I played at the beginning of Battle Chasers. It was tether the the Nintendo Switch to my phone's internet 
as the plane's getting ready to take off and try to get a good old three gig download in on that, (laughs) (laughs) which I did fail, had to finish that one in the layover. Um, (laughs) So could have crashed the plane. (laughs) Yeah. Well, airplane mode's not that important. Let's be honest. Um, (laughs) I just don't want you to have any fun when you're taking off. uh, It's still too early to tell. Uh, you know, my initial thoughts and stuff on it, but I do enjoy JRPGs a lot. Um, this one, uh, it, it has actually like a surprising amount of the turn-based combat depth, which I, I was one of my favorite parts about them. Um, it's not so much just like, you know, build up mana, go for like big attacks. And then like, you know, there's a lot of actual, uh, team roles where you try to get, you know, members to, uh, to tank a little bit more and set up defenses. And and what's really cool is it actually kind of reminds me of, like, some uh, collectible card game aspects where you have to, like, uh, min-max certain moves of the of the combat where you'll have a move that can do, like, a strike for maybe 25% normal of their base damage, but it sets up a 75% shield on another player if you do that attack. And so it's kind of really cool that you get to, to set that up. Um and it's got like an open world sort of uh, like feel as you go into the overworld. So it's, I don't know, it's neat. I'll see if I enjoy it. I'm going to keep playing it uh, as I lay in bed and drift off to sleep because <laughs> that's what right I do on. with handheld games. Does it run and like, well on the Switch? It runs I know it was a PC well. game originally. Was it? So yeah, that's how I played it on PC a little bit, um, but I, I, didn't, I didn't put more than like an hour into it. Um. Yeah, I yeah I probably have about like two hours or three hours into it, so I'm not like crazy into it, but I am enjoying it enough that I'm like looking forward to playing it at night when I go to bed. Nice. Um, it runs well. There are some like tiny moments in like the transition screens where it'll like freeze up. It so it actually makes sense now that it's a port that you mention it because uh, I was thinking like, hey, this shouldn't be too hardware intensive for this console, but it seems to like you know have a little hiccup here or there, and then I mean that's pretty much signs of every port ever yeah not surprised and then just to be a triple a fanboy i've been playing blackout blackout <laughs> so i mean i really enjoyed PUBG, except for how slow and repetitive it was blackout seemed to fix that a ton because it's a lot faster paced the guns are way more balanced because shotguns and submachine guns are actually useful in blackout versus you know PUBG. um and then like it's not so much loot simulator like you drop and go for 20 minutes the rounds are much faster uh, so I've been, yeah, I I really did not like paying AAA price for a third of the game that I will be enjoying, yep. but uh, I do really enjoy Blackout, so. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like it's worth it, I think. For some reason, my trend has been to think of every one of these games in real life as we've been talking about them, because, mm-hmm. you know, I did the whole, like, Warframe, Denton Tournament, the Pokemon thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I got this weird thought. <laughs> Video games work well within their own world. Like you were mentioning with Pokemon, how, you know, in that world, they enjoy like fighting and stuff. What doesn't work so well is that video game characters in being in other video game worlds. How do you think it would go if you took a character from Call of Duty Blackout or Call of Duty, like Ghost, and put it into Pokemon Let's Go? (laughs) To just replace the main the main protagonist well, with, with yeah Ghost. you know I, the only Pokemon protagonist I know is Ash I'm really just pulling at the main ones that I know here yep. Ghost and Ash if if Ash was replaced with Ghost <laughs> how different would the game be if if different mm-hmm. at all maybe Ghost really has a passion for Maybe. collecting small like creatures think, and I imagine Ghost 
would would tweak his equipment because I mean the, the skill set is still guns, right? So I imagine creating like a grenade launcher, but for pokeballs. <laughs> he, yeah. Okay. And then he's just I like, like that running through the tall grass, and Pokemon are are jumping up either towards him or away from them uh, if they're smart. And he's just like bopping him out of the air with his grenade launcher, firing pokeballs, right? <laughs> and like maybe he has like a cluster grenade that just like stuns and then pops out pokeballs and just kind I of like mess. It. Can because he's got that tack vest on, right? You know, Ash is running with the little the blue little cotton vest, right? Ghost has that tack vest. Do you think he can get above that six poke limit? You think it's got a lot of pockets, but I don't. I don't know the thing. The thing with that world, though, I I, I wonder. Like when he gets in that world, he might find the the physical limitation of not a being able to hold more than six pokeballs. Like that's that's tough to overcome, man. Pokeballs, you got to hold Pokemon in there. No one in that world well, has ever gotten past that restriction. It's true. No one. It's not a. It's not an actual issue with you know carrying space on your on your person because like you know people would just bring wagons and stuff with them if I they think, could. I think the problem. I think it's it's the, the creators of the Pokeball because I don't even think you get a choice. You just you capture the Pokemon and then it just disappears and teleports to a computer, right? It's like. Well, I think that the restrictions that he'd just be firing pokeballs left and right, and then they'd just be zapping into a computer. That's a very good point because, hang on, hang on. In the Pokemon universe, people love to talk about all these cool little fun creatures, but one thing you don't see mentioned is that a very impressive satellite Wi-Fi infrastructure they have going on because <laughs> they're, tra- they're teleporting. Cell service. <laughs> that, they got that 5G... LTE going on. It's real life Pokemon Go. They throw it and then it just zips into their phones and off to their PC. Okay. Excellent data yeah. plans. And the the Pokedex 5S is what they're ro- they're rocking now at this exactly. point. It's all about exactly. the upgrades and the accessory game. <laughs> all right. What about vice versa? What if Pikachu found himself on <laughs> on Nuketown? <laughs> Pikachu, so not not Ash. Pikachu finds his way. <laughs> taking the Pokemon. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, Ash. Ash, you know, he gets to bring his... I don't know, man. I think I'd be more interested in Pikachu. Okay. I imagine Pikachu in, like... Because Pikachu's got a couple looks. If you follow the Pokemon series, and he, he can get, uh, you can get like, the Jigglypuff headbands. You can get, like, a Rambo headband. And some <laughs> fatigues. And he's, like, you know, packing M4s in each hand. He's kind of—he's <laughs> pretty acrobatic, man. I think he'd be zapping people left and right, you know, unloading in the air. He—I'm uh, not sure he would be so aggressive. I don't—he might not be so aggro. He might be like sneak because you know he—he's—he's he's got peak in the name, right? He's peeking around corners. Oh man, have you seen an angry Pikachu? Like they get—they get pretty aggro. He's pretty tough. It's true. It's true. I think Maybe. he would just like you know like. Star Wars 2, like, Yoda level, fighting Count Dooku. Like, I think that's Pikachu. He just starts screaming and flipping everywhere. I think the random encounters from the Pokemon in the tall grass would be lowered from the Claymore aspect of the, of the Saunders <laughs> because they do have the Tripwire and the Claymore Mines and the Prox Mines that might just cut down those, maybe. 
Maybe. <laughs> it's hard to say, though. Uh, all right. That was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was a very intelligent, well-informed discussion. I think so, too. Really, this is the type of... These are the hard-hitting, like, important things that our society needs to be talking about. Is there any other games that you've been into? Uh, well, I mean, the big, the big thing on the block uh, right now is Fallout 76. That's kind of the big, the new hotness, if you will. Two months ago, when they did that weird little mm-hmm. live stream announcement thing, and they yep. announced that it was like co-op or whatever, uh, my friend is a huge, huge fan mm-hmm. of the Fallout series. I've never played one that I can remember. And, uh, but when we found out it was co-op, I was like, this is it. I've got a game I can play with you now. So like we made plans to buy on like midnight launch day, stay up all night. And then we decided not to, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, why did we decide not to? I'm going to ask you ask me, boy, where to begin? No, I mean, the game is just, it's, it's not that great, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but I, I mean, well, here's the thing, right? With Fallout 76, and I mean, I, I've seen this a lot. Um, it seems to be a pretty widespread kind of impression with it is that Bethesda does not know how to make multiplayer games. They don't make multiplayer games. And that's the, really coming like, through on this one. <laughs> one of the complaints I have seen is that people with different frame rates and settings on their PCs are like literally running faster than other players yeah i'm not sure how they're gonna address that that's been a problem um in the engine that they've made these games on for oh easy lock fps to 60 no problem (laughs) yeah pc gamers if i know anything about pc gamers they love to get customizable options taken away from them yeah of course speaking of options not being there one of the biggest weirdest things is there is no push to talk Uh, your mic is always on yeah, and that, this was from beta. The single biggest feedback they got was that you need to put in a push to talk because that's ridiculous. Uh, Can you at least they, turn your like chat off so that you're not perpetually voicing? I don't your know if they have an in-game setting for it or if you have to like disable the mic externally. I'm not sure which, uh, but yeah, you basically have to ha- either have your mic completely off or you have to just have it always on. Uh, now it is co-op. Chat. Is it like invite only co-op or when you go in and do like your stuff, do you fill a party every time with like, you know, you create parties and invite people to them, uh, but players are always around the world. Um, oh. you, you'll still run in. It's still there. You're in small amounts of players or instance into different servers to my understanding. And then you just kind of run into them and they're just doing their own thing. Uh, all the loot is instanced for per player. Um, and just being in a party just kind of makes you in a party. Uh, but it's it's a weird little system. It's kind of hacked together. I don't know. They, there's there's a lot of weird systems with the parties and with bounties. And like you can attack your own party members if there's a bounty on them or something, and get the bounty for it. And weird weird things like that is going on. And so what you're telling me balance is issues. over at the Bethesda headquarters, the person in charge of the Fallout department, he has his own little like office. It's an offsite, actually. And they were working and, you know, the, the old Bethesda CEO comes and says, all right, what do you guys got for me? And he was like, we've got a new Fallout game. And he's like, great, I love it. We make a lot of money on that franchise. What's the idea? And then he proceeded to lay out 
a Fallout game just like any other. And then the CEO was like, hey, you know that multiplayer games are a thing now, right? And they're like, crap, you're right. And in the final two weeks, they threw it together. That's what it sounds like you're saying about this game. Pretty much, except instead of a Fallout game like any other, they were like, look, what if we made a Fallout game and then we took all the NPCs out and we just left a world and we didn't have a lot established (laughs) because you're the first survivors. So there's no mm. towns and nothing like that. So we're just going to have robots and hollow tapes, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's bottle the caps. Pff, and bottle caps, lots of bottle caps. Like, well, that's, it's so weird that it's just, the game overall just looks, it looks like an early access title is, is really what it looks like. And they've got a lot of balance issues. They've got a lot of really obvious problems. They're missing a lot of graphics options that should be there. There's, there's so many issues with it right now. You know, if you're a diehard Fallout fan and you got some friends to play with, like you'll you'll probably like it. But I mean, if you want a an actual Fallout experience, like I I can't say this is it from what I've seen. I've actually been playing Fallout Four while I'm watching Fallout seventy six, uh, and Fallout You've got Four the was Fallout not itch from yeah, watching the gameplay. <laughs> I did get the Fallout itch. I really did, and I've I've sunk like fourteen hours into Fallout Four, and I'm having fun with it on this new run. Uh, and Fallout Four is not even a great entry in the series to be honest but compared to fallout 76 it's like night and day Mm. so that's that's what i've been doing is i've just been kind of watching 76 keeping an eye on it playing fallout for myself Uh, i've got my uh my my lovely grognak the barbarian type character (laughs) running around here just got my battle axe today alcoholics are really the The, the ones having the last laugh in the Fallout universe because they, they ended up being rich with all those bottle caps. That, wait, am I right? That is the currency in the world, right? It is the currency. Okay. Uh, you can actually get bottle caps mostly from Nuka-Cola, so it's really the pop, the soda pop drinking junkies that are really oh. raking in the cash from, from drinking all that Nuka-Cola. Okay, right. What is the, what is the counterfeit measure, like anti-counterfeit measures that have been taken in the fallout world to make sure that you can't just get your own bottle caps uh they just shoot you <laughs> but hang on no how can they tell <laughs> where's the like the, I don't, I don't the rfid they... chip or something this is a very it's a very kind of low-tech society we're talking about here <laughs> they kind of just if it's a bottle cap it's a bottle cap and if it's not wait a minute they shoot you in the face you know this is a mountain dew code red <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, see, I've never seen another type of pop in Fallout. I've only ever seen Nuka-Cola. So it seems like they got the Monopoly, and then the world got nuked, and now bottle caps are the currency. Perhaps Nuka-Cola did it. It is a little auspicious their company is called Nuka- <laughs> Nuka-Cola. Could be. It's a grand in fact, conspiracy. why are people asking these real questions here? It's a hard-hitting questions, man. Well, it's strange that, you know... It seems so impl- like poorly implemented. It seems like they may have tried to rush to get the uh, the November Christmas release. Sort yeah, of, uh... it definitely seems rushed. I th- I think it's just the whoever was in charge of making these decisions is just very out of touch with multiplayer games, and it's it's really showing. There, there's a lot of decisions that just shouldn't have been made. Uh, I expect a lot of patches to be coming out in the near future that will probably be addressing a lot of these stuff. It's like they reluctantly see the issues, uh, but I mean this is not. It's not a main series followed game. This, this could is a multiplayer up. spinoff. 
this could absolutely end up being in the gamer's benefit because we might get a free-to-play weekend to kind of boost sales and stuff, uh, you know, in the future after they do fix some of these bugs. So could happen. Maybe. I mean, it's been a very tepid response, so. But you know how video game companies be. They do they thing. And, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's still a major follow in the works. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of companies making weird decisions or just interesting decisions, Sony made a, a pretty interesting announcement this week, didn't they? Yes, they did. Uh, Sony has canceled their PlayStation Expo this year. Uh, on top of that, they've actually also said that they will not be at E3 2019. Uh, are... If you read in the fine print at the bottom of their press release, they said that <laughs> you can just show up at the headquarters and ask questions for any <laughs> to find out anything that's good. No, seriously, what is their outlet? What, what, are they going to show up to like... Yeah. Apple's so, WDCC and just be like, well, hey, okay, so, cool new iPhone, we've got some stuff too? <laughs> the idea behind it, right, they, they said this a little bit um, at E3 2018. They're showing it, the games they showed at E3 2018 were amazing, but the show itself was pretty lackluster. Uh, and they said then, and they said in their press release it well, that they just don't have a lot to show right now, apparently. So they don't want to gather everyone in one place. Uh, I see, I see. Weirdly, so they left... Though, <laughs> they took the expo and they were like, Microsoft, why you got to dunk on us so hard, dudes? I thought we were cool. And know, then they're just like, Fuck, you know, I'm not coming. I'm not coming back. <laughs> no, I think my, here's here's my theory on this, because this is very fishy. I mean, they've still got some incredible games coming out that they could totally be showing in small little presentations at this place. So what I think is going on is end of next year late 2019 they're gonna do playstation expo 2019 and they're gonna talk about playstation 5 i think this is just them holding off disappearing from the scene for a while and then just making it be everyone's got to tune in to the playstation expo this is the only place to get the news and they drop they drop info on playstation 5 that's the, my expectation the cliche retired like secret agent veteran approach is what you're going with. Like they go into retirement, they go into seclusion and then <laughs> they make a big comeback. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Okay. I can't See, imagine I anything that else, just, man. <laughs> I can imagine that Sony is a teenage girl and saying, fine, I'm, <laughs> I hate you. I'm going away. <laughs> going to my just room, big, dad. Exactly. And they're just doing it for attention. They want us to be like, no, Sony, come back, please. They just want to hear good things about them. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, if you want some more Knox and Fox uh, content, you can check, uh, well, at least me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Knox Phoenix. Uh, do, do you stream, Fo do you even stream, bro? Very occasionally. But I'm toying with it. Uh, once okay. in a while, I might stream. Uh, I'm at twitch.tv slash the underscore Meryl Fox. Uh, um, yeah, we'll see. I might, I might be streaming off and on. Cool. Um, our Twitter. You should definitely go follow us on Twitter because we're going to be posting video game related article stuff and, and fun little discussions that we want you to be on, including um, let us know which Pokemon you think could actually succeed in Nuketown, <laughs> Call of Duty. Uh, use the hashtag Pokemon Killstreak for that because... You know, Charizard could get that copter, that seven-kill copter, but, you know, I don't think that the um, <clears throat> Rattata could maybe pull off something, even like the, th the three-kill dogs. <laughs> Rattata. 
If you enjoy uh, Player Inputs podcast stuff, make sure you click that subscribe button so you get the weekly notifications when our new episodes come out. Until then, we'll see you next week.